This week on Erotic Awakening, Negotiations. Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. Oh, I gotta get over here by the microphone, huh? Yeah, so we're trying to change around the studio again. I, I, apparently there's piles of clothes in the st- studio at the moment. I'm sorry. Are we, in the middle, are we in the middle of an orgy that I'm not aware of, and that's why there's these clothes laying around? No, because then there'd be people laying around, too. Good so point. So if there's just clothes, that means you missed the orgy. Uh, I'll invite you next time. Now, hey, Don, would you mind if I bend you over and take one of these microphones and shoved it in one of your holes and then took that Ooh. bottle of orange juice and then dumped it on your head yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't mind? No, I wouldn't mind. I'd well, like it. But how I would I How would I know that? Um, well, for us, it's because you know me really well. But if we didn't know each other, um, you wouldn't know unless you asked. Unless we went through negotiations. Exactly. And that's what our show is about today, is about negotiations. And it's really neat to realize that the BDSM and power exchange community mm-hmm. is very much based on this idea of before we get started, let's sit down and talk about what you're looking for and what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing. So, I mean, it, it's because sometimes you run across people that you just don't know. You haven't seen them play or even if you do see them play, that might not be what they want next time around. But we'll get into that in just a moment. Okay. Normally, on the beginning of the show, we talk a lot about, about national stuff, right. maybe where we're traveling or events that we're aware of that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Not this time. Not this time? This time, we're going to talk about us. Ooh. We don't do that. Well, we do it a little bit, yeah, but no, <laughs> not completely about us. No. <laughs> but in our life right now, just some of the things that we're doing in our community right now that I thought we would share. Mm-hmm. Well, as longtime listeners would know, that uh, we run a power exchange tribe called House, House Meta. House Meta, right. We've accepted two new members in the House Meta just over the last couple of days. We that, did. And it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they're on board. And I hope they realize that becoming parts of House Meta means that... <laughs> they get mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> well, that and they get to be interviewed on the podcast because... Sweet. <laughs> they have some very interesting background and very interesting experience that yes. I'd like to share with some of our listeners. Not to mention, um, now that I think about it, the male mm-hmm. part of this couple is a musician. Yes. Maybe I'll get him to write our new Erotic Awakening Ooh, theme song. Oh, hadn't even thought of that. So the benefits of being in House Meta. <laughs> benefits to us as well, I hope. Exactly. <laughs> and other things that we've been done. You just ran your first uh, local slave chat. I did. I did. So I did that. Um, yeah, for people that live in a 24-7 MS relationship. So, And there was only a couple of us. You know, there, there was only a few of us, but that meant it was intimate. We got to know each other and, you know, talk about all that first-time stuff. So 
I know there, there's a couple other slave chats or submissive roundtables and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff in this area. Right. What do you What are you trying to get out of your out of the slave chats that you're running? The ones that I am running, like I said, are for the ones that are in a total power exchange relationship, and they live as master and slave. You know, there's um, sometimes these relationships don't involve play, but they involve a lot of emotional stuff and, you know, just learning who we are and how we can better serve our masters and things like that. You know, it's, it's a little different than some other stuff that could be discussed. Very cool. Very cool. And earlier today, mm-hmm. we were standing in someone's basement where they had a dungeon. <laughs> we were. And I have just come up with the next Erotic Awakening contest. Okay. Best hidden basement dungeon Ooh. or garage or other room. Uh-huh. So let's just say best hidden dungeon. So a, a picture from the outside. Right. Nice house in the middle of, uh, sometimes it's in, the, uh, in suburbia, sometimes it's a little further out, mm-hmm. sometimes it's a rebuilt trailer thing Mm -hmm. and a lot of times people don't realize that their neighbors have dungeons in the basements and we're talking full basements right um all kinds of good stuff now this one was a half basement but the way they walled it you didn't even know the dungeon was there until he went over to a door and unlocked it Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i mean it, it looked like it was already a full size place but this one this part was tucked away yep and when we first got started in the uh, lifestyle a lot of the play took place in people's homes Mm -hmm. in people's dungeons one of the very first groups here in columbus the there was no public dungeons to play at they had one of the couples had a dungeon in their basement and that's Mm -hmm. where the play space was so uh very neat so the next contest is going to be send us a picture of your hidden dungeon and nice. the nicest hidden dungeon is going to win something. Awesome. I don't know what, but we'll figure out something. <laughs> we usually do. So I'll put that together and announce the details shortly. So we did the slave chat, and then coming up this weekend, depending on when you listen to this, coming up soon. <laughs> coming up soon. Um, on the Sunday, we're also going to have an MS chat. So, And that is um, kind of get Well, it's given by Dan and Dawn, who belong to House Meta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it is for couples or singles that are interested in a 24-7. Or triads. Or triads. Or or quads. Any combination thereof, you know. But it's 24-7 MS relationships. So, and we sit around and we chat about whatever's on our mind that is MS related. Yeah, very neat stuff. Where can, and we're going to do this without the notes this time. So this is going to be tricky. (laughs) Where do people find out more about this stuff? Well, they can uh, send an email to eroticawakening at bluecatservices.org. Very good. <laughs> it's a lot harder without the notes, <laughs> yes, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, what about the FetLife? They can head over to the Erotic Awakening FetLife group. Mm-hmm. They can find us on Twitter at with uh, the name Dan and Dawn. Yep. I'll leave it you the hard one. <laughs> Contact form on the web. Oh, no. And uh, I think the next, the, the next the one, one is the phone number. What is it? Two zero six three. Don't even try. Nine. You're not going to get it right. I think I'm close. <laughs> if you would like to leave us a voicemail, we will put that number in the show notes. Thank you. <laughs> So, Don, let me ask you. Mm-hmm. Let's say 
you're a listener of Erotic Awakening. And let's say you've never had the chance to do any kind of BDSM play. Okay. You're, oh, it's Dan talking. I'm a first-time listener. Oh, I don't know what you yet. Okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this first-time listener, well, it just so happens. Let, let's make up a name. Okay. For the, our first-time listener. Okay. Let's call, let's make up the name, and let's call her Angie. Angie, okay. Yes. Just coincidental, as a matter of fact. <laughs> coincidental. That we've been contacted by someone named Angie. Hi, Angie. <laughs> so let's say Angie says, you know what, I, I've... I've listened to the podcast, and I've never tried this BDSM stuff, and I might be interested in, let's say, for example, spanking. Mm -hmm. And I might want a spanking. Okay. And I might want to reach out and get a spanking. But I would be nervous about saying, hey, Dan, can we do something? Right. Because you know how boys are. Right. I'll put myself in a position to do something. And he'll want to take advantage of that and kiss me, and he'll probably use his tongue, Ew. you know. <laughs> Okay, don't make, it's not that bad. Don't listen to it. I was looking at your face. It's just playing along. So. Okay, thank okay. you for playing along. Now, the first thing, before we go to where I think you're going, the first thing that I would tell Angie is, is um, to either meet this person in a public place, for one, we're talking safety, mm -hmm. and for two, try to get references. So try to find people that know this person and ask them what they think. Good stuff. Okay. Well, that's, that's just a beginning. So know. let's pretend that part's done. Okay. In the as we mentioned at the top of the show, in the BDSM community, mm -hmm. there is before a scene starts, there are negotiations. Yes. Formal negotiations, which can be held in a variety of different ways. Mm -hmm. But the thing that comes to my mind, at least the way I would do it, is we would sit down someplace public, but away from other people, so that we can chat. Right. And we, we identify who's going to be, and in this case, we're talking about a scene. Right. We're talking about a play scene specifically. We're mm -hmm. going to, so we're going to determine who's going to be the top or lead of the scene and who's right. going to be the receiver. Right. right. So let's say in this case, Dan's going to be the top for the scene and our made up person, Angie. <laughs> is going to be the bottom. Going to be the bottom. And we're doing this verbally, correct? Right. Right. Just sitting across the table from each other mm -hmm. and just saying, so what is it that you're interested in? I want a spanking. Okay. So I like spanking, so we're on a good start. Good. <sighs> now, have you ever been spanked before? No. Oh, okay. Well, I happen to be known as the gentle spanker, so this will be a good start for you. Okay. We're not pointing out that Dawn's not at the table, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, because no one would buy the whole Jesus But then we, we just begin this back and forth mm -hmm. process. And we're going to negotiate. We're going to point out what do you like, what do you not like. What kind of limits do you want to have on this? And here's a really neat thing about these scenes mm -hmm. is we can negotiate predetermined limits to start with. Right. Now, it's tricky sometimes. And this is one of my favorite things to point out. In a BDSM community, normally there's not a lot of, and again, I'm just going to say normally, there's not in a public dungeon, public space, penetration. Right. Normal, most places. Right. Most places, you assume that I'm not going to be sticking anything anywhere. Right. But for myself, I want to include that in the negotiation. I want Absolutely. to say, I do like I don't like. I don't want any penetration of any kind of hole whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And if you're negotiating with somebody that we've gone through the previous part 
talking about a safe call, talking mm-hmm. about getting some references, getting to know this person. You know, this is not this person on either side. It's not this top's first time trying this. Right. You know, chances are they're going to stick to the, the boundaries that we set, the limitations. Here's what I want. Here's what I don't want. And it, that's very important to me, too, especially as a bottom, you know, that whole integrity of this is a boundary that I've set. I don't want it crossed, you know, so y- you still need to know kind of what you're looking for, even if you've never done this. So if I tell you I want a soft spanking, maybe to a medium spanking, I don't know if I will like a hard spanking, you know, integrity wise, I don't want you to jump in there and start wailing on me mm-hmm. you know i need to trust that you can follow those limits and as you and i develop trust bet- between each other mm-hmm. as time goes by you might loosen up on those boundaries and say you know what i would actually like to try while you're spanking me i have this this vampire fetish i would like you to mm. bite my neck <laughs> right right the flip side is when you find people that you negotiate with mm-hmm in my experience, in your experience as well, in the 10 years we've been part of the real time out there in the community, people, community, right? Thank you. <laughs> most people will stick to the negotiated boundaries that you set. Yes. And then those that don't become known as those that don't. Absolutely. And we actually had someone that um, we had presented in Atlanta, I think it was, and someone was interested in being spanked, right? So we're like, okay, well, this sounds pretty cool. Come on up to the hotel room, and we will give you a spanking. The dungeon hadn't been set up yet. You know, it was like part of a flea market or something at that point. And she came up, and we did negotiations, and she said no sexuality, Mm -hmm. no sex involved. She just wanted to try a spanking, right? So we said, absolutely, you're just getting a spanking. Well, Dan had me sit up at her head so that I could keep track of if she said a safe word or something like that. And he concentrated on the spanking. Well, about halfway through it, she's like, how, how can I get him to add in the sex? I want him to touch me. And I said, I'm sorry, you can't. Right. Negotiations are over. If you guys play again and you decide to do that, then that'll be part of the negotiations. But integrity-wise, we have to stick with what? Because otherwise you're making decisions in the heat of the moment. Exactly. Right. And... Yeah, that's not the best time to do it. If you think you might want to be touched, make that part of your negotiation. I might want to go there, but I'll have to determine later. Right. But it's very important that if we determine in the beginning, exactly like you said, that there will Mm -hmm. be no X, then later, you know, when you get it all hot and you're like, oh, X, X, give me X, you (laughs) fucking whore, I want X. (laughs) You know, you have to have a level of integrity that says, no, I can't do that. Right. You know? The flip side is to be clear and don't blame the top if you're not clear. Right. You know, um, I have negotiated with people and back in my younger days <laughs> um, as part of a spanking scene, as a matter of fact. Well, I've got like very sensual spankings, you know, very erotic spanking. And in this particular one that I negotiated, part of the spanking was rubbing the Sweet Yoni. <laughs> or the pussy lips. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I wasn't actually making insertion, but I was giving it a nice rub and, you know, mm-hmm. saying, oh, you're so wet, you're a dirty little girl, blah, blah, blah. Right. 
I don't need to get myself turned on and know this, but anyway. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you know, and then have the person, after the scene's all over, mm-hmm. you know, have the person come back and say, wow, I thought that was a little over the top, though. Why'd you do that? You know, that didn't seem like, you know, that was more than just a spanking. Oh. And when I came back and I said, well, when we negotiated, I said it would be very erotic, it would be very intimate, and I will touch you intimately, mm-hmm. you know, for them to say, oh, but you never said you would touch my pussy. Oh, well, so, yeah. So, so you got to be clear. you got to try and, you know, make sure both people understand exactly right. what's going and on. Right, and everybody's got different definitions. So you may want to, exactly, be clear on what you mean by your definition of the word intimate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and what you don't want. And sometimes, and I tell you, sometimes it's hard. I don't know if it's hard for the dominant side, but it's hard for the submissive side to figure out what our limits are. So often. I, I know. We were just having a conversation about this recently. <laughs> somebody will come up to somebody else and say, hey, would you like to play? Mm-hmm. And the bottom, you know, the bottom says, oh, I would like to play with you. And the top says, great, what do you want to do? And the bottom says, oh, I don't know. Oh, anything. I don't care. Right. You know, it, it puts the top in a very bad position, to be honest. It because does. Because you really, you, you don't know this person. You don't know what they're asking for. And it's considered rude in many circles to simply do whatever the hell you want mm-hmm. you know it's like come on give me a give me a, a some base to work out of i understand yet after 10 years i was just a needle demo bottom <laughs> at an event and i knew the limitations of the event and i knew it was going to be needles but i've only done needles a couple of times so he's like okay what do you want me to do what size do you want me to start with I don't know. <laughs> my chest is a playground. I know I want it on my chest, and otherwise, feel free. And, it, and the funny thing about that is because you, we, we knew it was a needle mm-hmm. demo, you're like, well, I know you're going to put needles in me, so what's to negotiate? Right. But he had some wicked... He buttons. had some wicked... Yeah, so he's like, what color do you want to start with? And yeah, and just went from there. And uh, yeah, I, I I found out that needles can uh, be used in many different ways. <laughs> and, and he has gauges that we've never seen. Exactly. Exactly. So, but, but I had the extra safety net of having you there. And that so often that's helps. Where I looked out. When I yeah. negotiate with someone, if mm-hmm. they have a partner, I always like to have their partner sitting there. Mm-hmm. Even if their partner's not involved in the negotiation, it's just nice to have their presence there. Absolutely. Oh, I'm back to saying absolutely. <laughs> Would you like to hear one of my secret kinks? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, don't tell all, <laughs> don't tell everybody because it's a secret, but I find the idea of tightly negotiated scenes to be rather erotic. Oh, I bet. For example, if you said, I would like to try um, uh, just mouth on neck, mm-hmm. not leaving marks, mm-hmm. and that is the limit of everything. That is completely what I want. That's everything that I want right there. No other contact whatsoever. I would find that rather appealing. I can see that for you. Your eyes are sparkling. (laughs) So, because he's got his own words. And I think he's the one that started out saying absolutely, and then I picked it up, and now it's mine. (laughs) I just think it's cute. Oh, uh, uh. okay. I think we are... Well, we are sitting here this morning in Cleveland with Daphne. (laughs) Hi, Daphne. Hi, Dawn. So, kind of a little worn out this morning. Went to a party last night, so... Yeah, but it was good. It was good. Yeah, you do see a lot of those people. Mm-hmm. So, good stuff. 
So, well, Daphne, we are going to talk about negotiations today. So, I know you brought up that you wanted to talk about it. And about the same time, I got a FetLife message from somebody local saying, Hey, Dawn, how do you do this negotiation thing? I'm kind of new, and I can't find anybody to play with, and I'm not exactly sure what I should be talking about. And it, it seems like it's a basic skill, but... It should be, and yet it's not. It's so rarely covered by itself. Mm-hmm. It's usually part of something else. It's part of a bigger class. It's part of flogging class. It's part of your dominant submissive class. But it's right. not. And I've always pushed for it to be more talked about more by itself. And I think, and I think there's a lot more that goes into it than people think. But it's also not as intimidating as. It is that you know, it comes across her, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't have to be as hard as people think it is, but there is a lot to remember for it. So, so well, I know um, me myself. I've been kind of lucky because I've been in a DS relationship these last mm-hmm. you know ten, eleven years. So, you know, I get my dominant to talk for me, so he knows what I like, and you know he'll go in and do it. So, you've been in a lifestyle for what three years now? Exactly three years as of last night. As of last night, awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So, how did you? I mean, you came in as a single person. I came in by myself, um, and had the very natural newbie fears of, oh God, I found this. I'm here. (laughs) I want to play, and I got very. Impatient with myself very quickly after a month. I went why am I not playing yet? Mm-hmm. Because I looked around and went oh that looks fun, but I have no idea if I'm gonna like it, right? I didn't know who to ask to play because I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I wanted mm-hmm. And how do you ask anybody to play or negotiate when you know what you like? And I actually had somebody Come over and said okay Let's just try out a few things hmm and he literally went through his toy bag and started with the lightest thing and said, let's try this. Nice. And moved up through the ranks, and I got to feel a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And it really calmed me right down. I went, oh, okay, I can take a flogger. I can take a cane a little. You know, this is what the paddle feels like. This is, you know, knife play a little. Oh. Right. And I really got to do a little of everything. It wasn't so much a scene. It was just... Like a demo thing. Yeah. thing. What do you think? And it was really one of the best things anybody did when I first came out, and... I've been recommending it ever since if you can find somebody to do that because, yeah. So now if you can't find somebody to do that, you're kind of like, how do I say what I want? I mean, especially as a submissive, you're getting ready to become very vulnerable (laughs) to this person. exactly, which is part of what took me so long to get out in public. I was, you know, in my mid-30s and... I'd always thought about this, but yeah, I'm looking at online people, and they're scaring me to death, because <laughs> I don't know you people, and I don't trust people I know. Right. <laughs> right. Holy cow. So. So what do you remember about the first couple of times you played? How did you negotiate? I mostly, for me, getting involved in the local scene with real people mm-hmm. was imperative. I got to watch people. I got to figure out who were the main players, who were the trusted people, Right. who, you know, watched what they did. And I would tend to look at people and go, is that something I could do? Mm-hmm. How, you know, does that turn me on? Does that, ooh, that looks interesting. Does that 
could I take that? Oh, probably not. Never mind. That's fun <laughs> for them. Not, no. Um, you know, and sort of and just start talking on that level. Right. And get to know people a little better. Um, and start talking about what we wanted to do and, what's, and decide whether we wanted to turn it into an actual scene. And really sometimes just saying to an experienced person, hi, I'm just new. Uh-huh. I don't know what I want, and that looked really cool. I don't know if I wanted how much I want to do that, but you know, could I just try it a little? Mm-hmm. And that will very often, you know, an experience for the experienced players, the people who have been around a while, get that right, or you know, understand newbie and go, oh sure, and are tend to be very understanding. I have found. Awesome. Or I just have a really great group. I don't know. But. <laughs> well, there's a great group up yeah. here. That's why I like to come up. So yeah. so I have this memory. Um, I bet it is your first event. You weren't too long into the lifestyle. <laughs> and you came across Dan. And you came across Dan with somebody else. <laughs> How did negotiations go with that? I then, the next day I said, oh, thank God, I usually negotiate better than that. <laughs> Only because I didn't negotiate with either of them. Right. It was one of those, I actually had somebody, um, I had one really good friend who would sort of push me into this and said, this is how you get involved, this is what you do, and right. so I did. And as soon as I said, I don't know what to do because I don't know who to ask, and it's this never-ending circle, mm-hmm. he said, I have this friend. Right. I think she'd be good for you, she could play to your level, and... Sure enough, she showed up at Smart the next month, and we talked a little. And then my first Smart Fest, now Kinko de Mayo, was the first time we got to play, and they had talked. Mm-hmm. He knew me enough to say, "This is what she's done. This is, you know, she's pretty new." Right. We walked off. Somewhere in the middle of that, Dan and I had been flirting all day, off and on. She looked at him and said, "Do you want to join us?" He said, "Sure." She said, "Looked at me and said, do you mind?" I went. No. <laughs> that was the negotiation. <laughs> that was it. I'm like, and the next day, you're like, oh, there should have been a little more to that, really, maybe. I can't believe it went as well as it did, because <laughs> I really should have said more, but I didn't know what to say to her. She had mm-hmm. talked to somebody else. I'm like, okay. She knew. Yeah. So it's, um, you're lucky when you get lucky there at the beginning oh, yeah. with, with people that know what they're doing. And I've been very lucky to play with some of the very experienced people around here mm-hmm. and really get in with, have a chance to play with people who really know what they're doing. Right. And be able to feel safe that way. Well, let's say you come across somebody that you don't know, but you might want to try to play with, or you know something like that. What kind of things should you cover in negotiations? I mean... To me, that's the biggest question, you know, what do I cover? What is too much? What is too little? Yeah, at some point, I think it can be overtalked. Mm-hmm. I have talked for weeks with somebody trying to get together and figure out what we wanted, how we wanted to go about it. And at some point, you just go, okay, we just need to get started. Um, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. So there has to be a middle ground between let's play and talking for weeks. Right. Um, Medical stuff is always big. The the trick knee, the bad shoulder, the diabetes, the whatever. Right. Anything that's going to affect. And that's for uh, top and bottom. Oh, so yeah. So it should yeah. be the top that, that mentions medical conditions, too. Absolutely. Um, there's medical stuff. There's how much contact. 
mm-hmm. you're going to have. There's, I've had a few tops say, you know, do you mind me getting how much touching there is if there's sexual contact right. and whatever. Right. Usually, I don't. <laughs> I like the touchy feely. What I have figured out at some point is that I need to warn people I am very ticklish. Uh oh. <laughs> and I don't mind tickling. It's not my favorite thing. I've done a couple of like full blown just tickling scenes. Right. But I don't mind it. And I've had people sort of stop in the middle and go, Oh, is that okay? Uh-huh. It's fine. You it's kind of unavoidable. Once you've worked me up and my skin is tingling <laughs> you're going it's something is going to tickle eventually and I've ended up just having to tell people it's fine. Just go with it. <laughs> really, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to red out because you tickled me. It's, um, marks mm-hmm. and where marks are allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, keep in mind if it's warm out, if you're going to be in a bathing suit and, right. you know, <laughs> do you want to be on the beach with, you know, cane marks across your legs? Probably not. <laughs> um, you know, bite marks all around your neck. Yeah. You know, I had somebody I've recently asked who was very into biting, is there anywhere I can't leave marks on your neck? I went, no, it's turtleneck season. It's December in Ohio. <laughs> we had 50 degrees for the next week. <laughs> Turtlenecks weren't so comfortable, no. huh? <laughs> My boss looked at me and went, you had fun this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> so, yeah. Made dinner with the parents that weekend. Interesting. I bet. <laughs> but yeah, usually I'm, it doesn't matter so much, but for me, mm-hmm. um, but it's something to keep in mind. Um, how much aftercare you need afterwards? Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, because I tend to drop in a sort of unique way where I just sob for about 10 minutes. If I've had a very heavy scene, mm-hmm. I drop very quickly, cry, and then it's, I just as quickly, it's over. Mm-hmm. And I pop back up and I'm okay and I can clean up. And But for a top, I think that I've had a couple of people that's very disconcerting. Right. Suddenly their sub is, or their bottom is breaking into tears and they're going, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. Nothing, really. Right. <laughs> this is what my body has decided. And so you drop and cry. I yeah. cry during scenes. So I have I, to warn tops, you know, I may cry during the scene. Mm-hmm. Don't consider that a safe word. Consider it a good thing. <laughs> right. Unless I read out, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it later. Right. So. Um, and establishing a safe word that, you know, no, crying, mm-hmm. whatever, not a safe word. I am right. why no is not a safe word. Because <laughs> no for me is, oh God, please keep going. More, harder, <laughs> something. But yeah. Um, no does not mean stop. Most of the time. So if we're hearing Daphne go, no, no, it's no, a good it's, thing. It, yes, <laughs> totally. Um, so know what you like. Know express yourself. what you don't like. Absolutely, totally, because another mistake I made with Dan, which it ended up going fine, <laughs> was I after the first time, I really wanted to play with him again, and this was great. Right. And he said, you know, we started talking, and... I said what I really don't like, and I, in public especially, I really have very few limits because of the rules in place there. Right. So I brought those up, and that was it. And I really didn't know where to go from there, and he's going, well, what are you in the mood for? Is this better or is that? I'm like, sure. 
<laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and it seen he happened on things that I really like. I enjoy being punched, especially, you know, and uh-huh. I have lots of soft, fleshy areas that are good for that. <laughs> and I like it. And later he said, was that okay? I went, oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, I probably should have mentioned that before. So, and that was a turning point for me. It, I realized, aside from limits, aside from the stuff you absolutely won't do, right? mention the stuff you like. Mention uh-huh. your preferences. Bring up stuff that... And sometimes it's more important than others. If you see somebody who's really good at, has this specialty, mm-hmm. and you want to do that with them, right? that can be less important. Mm-hmm. You know, I really want a knife play scene with this person. I want to do fire with this person, needles with that person. Right. But if it's just sort of, ooh, I like that flow. person, yeah. <laughs> and I need to do something with them, bring up, oh yeah, thuddy is better than stingy. Um, Punching good, biting good, what you know? Yeah, well, because in this the 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 kink, there is so much kink. Oh yeah. And there is so many options, and there are so many things that that can totally turn someone on and totally turn someone off. I mean, the punching yeah. thing. I love the punching. You love the punching. Mm-hmm. Someone else, maybe not so There's, much. Yeah. So everything is so individual right. that you just don't know and can trigger anything, you know, mm-hmm. you just don't know. Um, I had another thought and I don't know where it went. <laughs> oh, keeping in mind where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, public play, very different than private play. <clears throat> public tends to have more rules. I tend to not have to say, don't pee on me, for example. Right. <laughs> Depending on what event you're at. True. Um, I think everything, I've, most of the things I've been to, that has not been an issue. Right. But, you know, it's smart at wherever. Uh-huh. They don't allow it anyway. It's fine. Um, when I was very new up here, we did not allow penetration yet. Right. So it wasn't something I thought of. Right. The first time I went to an event where I knew that was allowed, I was going with a girlfriend and we freaked out. Because... <laughs> Oh God, on top of everything else, we have to remember whether we want to go there with this person. You know, if we meet somebody, mm-hmm. we have to remember to bring that up. Or, you know, negotiate it and, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm not used to that. Um, private, it's, you know, you have to keep more in mind. Right. You have to, um, and I tend to play much more casually than a lot of people and much more publicly. Mm-hmm. than a lot of people until I get to know somebody and we bring it home. Right. But I'm not the type to meet somebody online and just trust them to do something in my home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I need to see them, even people I like, I've started talking to about playing and realized I like them as a person. Right. I've never actually seen them do anything. Right. I have no idea what they're good at, what they are really into. Mm-hmm. So meeting in public gives you a safer place to try it out. Absolutely. So even if you slip up a little bit with negotiations, oh, yeah. you're still in a public place. Mm-hmm. There's still dungeon masters. There's still or monitors. There's right. still, you know, things like that. So you get kind of a, a safety oh, net. Yeah. And if anything goes wrong, mm-hmm. and yeah, I've had scenes go south and been very, well, one mostly, <laughs> but <laughs> it was very, ended up being very glad to have been in public. Mm-hmm. I had people suddenly swarm around and be able to fix it. Right. And take care of me. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I 
am very lucky to have. I have two dungeons nearby. There's stuff in Columbus, if nothing else. There's Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. There's, and I feel for the people who are really out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, I know. It's got to be know. difficult. So, but to even to learn how to do this and to practice how to yeah. do this. I think that's for Fet Life and groups like that and finding people in your area. Oh, I, you know, I'm in Podunk, Minnesota. Who knew? Mm-hmm. There's five people <laughs> down the street doing the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. So, so for people that are um, starting out, basically, I think what I heard you say was to cover um, what you do like, what you don't like. Yes. Medical conditions. Oh, yes. And that's something I tend to forget to bring up because I don't have mm-hmm. big things. And you know, it right. works well with the bondage people. Like, oh, can you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere I can? No. I'm really, I'm fairly flexible. I'm, yeah. Right. So where you're allowed to mark, where you're, right. if you're allowed to mark. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a place that involves penetration, then make sure you've covered that. And yeah. if you are willing to do penetration, make sure you cover safer sex and that type Absolutely. of thing. Um, God, you know, probably the hardest part for me is trying to think, Think of the, when I have to come up with a list of do's and don'ts, right. is trying to figure out if I've covered everything. Yeah. I mean, I know you said like events have some limits, so right. You know that'll help out. But man, there is so much. I started out with a um, a limit list of like three things. You know, usually yeah. people start out with like fifty and they <laughs> narrow it. <laughs> I had like three. And as I've come into contact with different things, it's grown to about ten. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Then you have tops bringing up weird crap like, so guys, you know, suspend you in bubble wrap over the fire and say, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Who thinks of this? Well, the other thing that I wanted to bring up was um, once you negotiate, and this is for subs yeah. and bottoms. Mm-hmm. Once you negotiate. To stick with what you negotiated with, right? So it's real easy. Get it. It is imperative to get stuff out of the way before the endorphins kick in. Mm-hmm. Because once they do, you can agree to. You'll probably agree to about anything, right? Um, and suddenly say, "Sure, yeah, whatever. I don't care." Sure, two and foot dildo and <laughs> prickly pear cactus. Feel free. I can, sure, I can take that. No. And it's easy to, in the moment, agree to something, and a day or two later go, oh, wait, right. I really wasn't okay with that. Right. And, you know, it's either something you talk, you know, if you see that person again, say, you know, talk to them about uh-huh. and go, oh, maybe we shouldn't have. Or right. just learn for next time and, you know, remember to bring that up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's important, how limits change. Mm-hmm. I was one of those people, I started off with, very big. Oh, I can't possibly. <laughs> I love looking at my first checklists and going, biting one. <laughs> <laughs> Which means less interested. <laughs> yeah. You know, knife play, uh, no. Really? <laughs> first time somebody ran a knife on my back, my ne- it has never arched so fast in its life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they'll change over time. You'll start out with usually a lot more than you know, and especially your first time with anybody. Mm-hmm. I have more limits with some people. 
Um, my two big ones are electric and needle play. Okay. Um, I can do needles with somebody I'm very close to and intimate with. Mm-hmm. It's part of trust thing. But I know people who are very good with them. Right. And do wonderful things. And I trust that they know what they're doing. I'm not intimate with them. Right. It's not a big enough thrill for me that I can do that casually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, over time, with any one partner, if you play with somebody over and over, your limits will expand. Um, on the other hand, sometimes they change the other way. There are some days this is a good feeling, and, you know, punching and this or that can be very good. Other days, it really isn't. Mm-hmm. For women, that time of the month can be, you know. Oh, absolutely. You know, <laughs> we need to leave the girls alone for a couple of days because, <laughs> yeah, the nipples do not appreciate the <laughs> same torture for a few days that they do the rest of the month. Exactly. But, yeah. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, just knowing your body and knowing what you're in the mood for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've looked around and said, God, I really need impact. I need to hurt. I need big study. Right. Looked around and said, oh, I've done bondage with them and it was great. And if we could have a nice time, I can do knife play with them and that'd be nice. But it's not what I'm in the mood for. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather not play than have a mediocre scene that's really not good for either of us. Right. That just isn't that fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not that much of a play slut. I am <laughs> but um, yeah so what kind of advice that can you think of looking back at your own experience what kind of advice can you think of for new people just learning how you're just getting into it or you know what kind of cover as much as you can okay without there is a point there will be too much information but usually not and especially when you're new Mm-hmm. Um, unless you really drag this out, but really the more information, the more communication you can give somebody about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I first started playing and I tripped on the ice outside and oh, no. yeah. told somebody, and, and, and I had a play date set up and said, by the way, yeah, you know, if we're going to be involving kneeling or anything, that would be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Usually medical conditions not a problem <laughs> right now, bad. Right. Um, but yeah, the more you can anything mm-hmm. get out. Um, and I never felt terribly confident as a negotiator. I always felt like I was missing something. I always felt like, oh, I probably could have right. said more. I should have <laughs> done more. And it really wasn't until earlier this year that I was at a big event, first class of the day. And it was a class on bondage and resistance, and he had combined it. And about five minutes in, I went, oh, God, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this guy. I'd never seen him before. I'd never heard of him before that. He's a fairly good name, but right. I didn't know him. At the end, when he said, you know, are there any questions? And there weren't a whole lot. And I bounded up as soon as we started dispersing. went, my question is, are you totally booked later? <laughs> because holy crap, you've just combined my favorite things. Uh-huh. Um, and we did. He said, "You know, I've got a couple things, but yeah, find me. Right, we fine." Right. And sure enough, I did. And 
successfully negotiate a lot of fun for a good 40 minutes because mm -hmm. I knew I wasn't going to see him again. Right. It wasn't something I could sit around and get to know him at the local smart parties and, right. you know, see what we wanted to do. And No, I need this needed to happen that <laughs> night. Now you or wanted was, it to be good. Yes, or he was going home. Right. And when it was over, I was like, I did it. Uh-huh. I had just come out of a relationship where, you know, somebody, I was kind of used to somebody, if I played with somebody else, might negotiate, and right. was used to one person, and holy crap, I can't do this. <laughs> well, I did cover it. I did cover the big stuff. I did mm -hmm. say, you know, tickling is okay. I did mention this and that. I'm like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So. It's nice I when was, it works out like that. Yeah. I was kind of proud of being able to, because that's just not my M.O. Right. It, oh, yay. <laughs> it's great. So, let's see. So, it took you two and a half years to be able to negotiate to something. feel like I was that really this? accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> so, for those out there that are starting new, it's, it's practice. It's a process. Practice. Yeah. <laughs> It's a process. It's trial and error. Mm -hmm. um, I really don't pretend to be an expert. I know what I have figured out over the last th it, three years, but it's been active three years. Right. And you know, I know what not what has stopped a scene, but what has paused a scene and made somebody come up and say, "Is that okay?" Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah, mental note: bring that up next time. Right. That yes, especially in the beginning, I had somebody come up. I didn't know him well. He had won me in an auction, and about halfway in, he, he kind of walked up and goes, you know, are Marks, are you okay with Marks? I went, oh, God, yes. <laughs> At the time, I marked very easily. Right. And I enjoyed it, so yes, another win-win. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like the tickling thing, you can't help it, and I'm right. okay with it. Yes. But it would have been nice if you'd have covered that before. For the scene, yes. instead of in the middle of the instead scene, of coming up in the middle of the one. Are you okay? Yes. <laughs> now my butt doesn't mark as well. Oh, I yeah. know. <laughs> sad, sad face. Yeah. So, all right. Well, for people that are starting out and want a little bit more information, because we covered the basics here, but people might have more mm -hmm. questions. Where would you send them to? Either if they have local places, mm -hmm. go there. Get right. to know, there is just nothing like getting to know real people, mm -hmm. doing this in their real lives, and who are just out there, you know, living right. this. Right. Um, I know one of the things that stunned me was just how normal real people are. Right. You know, I'm reading <laughs> online erotica and this is, you know, 24-7 to me meant she was chained in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. so much. No. We can't and get the house clean that way. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but to go out and meet people and figure out we're normal people. We have jobs. We have lives. We have kids. We have mm -hmm. circumstances. And to get to know people on that level, in part as well as the kink level, right, was just invaluable. Um, but there are great online resources. Fet Life has been great. There's a novices and newbies group. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which we interviewed the the person that runs right. that. We did. We interviewed them recently. So novice and newbies. Um, and there's enough people on there 
who are experienced and you know sort of come on with the great advice and try to help each other out. Um, and that's another thing I've found in especially the real life groups is just how helpful mm-hmm. people can be and how nurturing. And I've seen people you know take a newbie under their wing and go, okay, <laughs> <You know? laughs> sort of help guide them along, and we really you know be very supportive and nice. Yeah. So I know I saw a couple of new people at the party last night and people were just guiding them around mm-hmm. and pointing out different things and yeah. that's really neat. We have a very good group up here. Mm-hmm. Um, very friendly, very welcoming, very open and I was a trustee for a year and a half and we always got the emails that said, what do I do? How do I, what do I wear? Can I, <laughs> am I going to be welcome? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> you will be fine. Just come out. Awesome. Well, you're not that scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it depends. You not at first. Right. We learn you in with the false sense of security. <laughs> exactly. <no. laughs> All right, Daphne. Well, it's been great chatting with you this you. morning. So, um, negotiations and the importance of learning how to negotiate. So, it's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Here's, here's hoping. <laughs> it should be, and it you know it doesn't need to be. It can seem very daunting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really have to be. Right. Um, Cover the basic steps. Stick yep. to what you said, and yep. Keep trying. Communicate, and yep. There you go. Practice. Okay. Thanks, Daphne. Thank you. BDSM in the cyber world. Bye, Dan. (laughs) Bye, Dawn. Jerry Bradley and Wanda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com. <laughs>